Welcome to the Bull and Bear Show with Michael McGuire of McGuire Retirement Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. So listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieve your retirement goals. And now here to help you with your financial questions is Michael McGuire. Well, welcome back to the Bull and Bear Show. My name is Michael McGuire, and my company is McGuire Capital, and I'm so glad you're with us today. Today's show, we're going to talk about what maybe the kids and grandkids actually want that you own. And uh, we're not talking about investments so much today, but just kind of life. And I think you're going to, we'll throw always an investment twist into it. But uh, today's show, we're going to really delve into um, the kiddos and your grandkids. And, you know, I think that's so important. And financially speaking, it's important to have things in place like wills and trust and things that you can, you know, really secure uh, their future and also that your wishes can be carried out. Um, you know, I think it's all the rage today to to be minimalistic and to start cleaning out. Well, I, I've had a catastrophe at my house with my downstairs and um, all the floors, the wood floors got water damage and we're putting in brand new wood floors and it just looks like a war zone down there. And because of knowing that we're going to have to move the furniture someplace while they do all this work, we look obviously to the garage. Well, if you know me very well, you know that I don't like to throw away things. I might be called a hoarder on some things. And, and what's funny is my garage was packed. And so we brought in for all this demo work, one of those huge bins. And, um, I got to, to feel, you know, feel, feel what it feels like to, to start throwing out things in the garage and things that, you know, I thought I, I haven't even touched this in six years or I haven't, haven't looked at this in four years and, and went through and did a kind of a early spring cleaning, a winter cleaning or fall cleaning and, uh, went and uh, had to rent a couple of storage units and moved all that stuff in the garage that I wanted to keep to make room. So, um, you talk about, uh, minimalistic. I, I got to feel what that feels like. But as we get older, it's probably good to go purge things that, that, you know, we really don't want. Maybe we're going to downsize and go to a smaller home. Our kids were raised and it, it actually made me feel pretty good to get rid of stuff that was just truly junk. But you know, there's things that are not junk that you might think I should take to goodwill and today's show is going to talk about maybe some of those treasures that, that things that you think are trash that may be treasures for your kids and grandkids. But before I get too big into the show, as always, uh, right along by my side is Tony Shore, my co-host. And Tony, how in the world are you oh, this week? I, I'm doing so good, Michael. It's just been a great fall for me so far, and the family's doing well. It's just there's a lot going on. That's probably <laughs> the biggest problem I always mm -hmm. have. Too much happening all at once, right? And uh I know we were talking before the show about all the craziness. I had to rake leaves and bag leaves this past weekend, which I don't like doing that, but I do enjoy the fall weather. So I guess, uh, you know, one comes with the other, right? You can't have one without the other. Um, so I'll take it. I'll take that. Uh, and uh, it's Absolutely. not that I can't use the exercise, get out there, do a little yard work. Um, but no, I've been good. I've been uh, really good. How about you? What's going on? I know you've got... Uh, construction going on at your house, getting some things redone. You've been busy with work. Uh, I get exhausted when you start telling me what's going on in your life. <laughs> it never ends. But everything's <laughs> great. Absolutely great. You know, I had a, uh, at, at my church, I, I, I give a little um, investment 101 and I had a class uh, this past Sunday and uh, it was really fun. I had 17 people that came into that class and you know, I miss uh, doing my seminars, and I've, I've teased about it. We're going to start that back up, but 
that was that was fun this weekend doing that on Sunday. Um, yeah, just busy, busy. Beck had uh, soccer all Saturday, so the entire weekends are always just taken up with the kids' sports, and that's cool. That's that keeps me young. Um, and then we, uh, Brie has not. Here's a horse update. She has not gotten a rip to ride in probably a couple of weeks now. So I know she's carving out some time this week or wants me to to go out and ride. So her new horse. And uh, anyway, so we've been been hard at it. It's been, uh, uh, I love this time of year. It's been nice having the weather kind of dip down and um, get a little colder. What's weird, Tony, is Halloween, which has passed us now, but um, we always have fun at Halloween. I love Christmas first, but Halloween second for the for how much fun it is handing out candy and scaring kids and and laughing and and dressing up in fun costumes well we couldn't do that this year because our downstairs is completely torn up oh. and we've had a since we've been here for 15 years we've we've had really fun halloweens at our house oh. and so it was just weird it was fun at, at, at a friend's home we went to a friend's sure. home but it wasn't my, our home wasn't my home and anyway so that was just strange so this in halloween there were so many kids and nobody in our neighborhood hardly had lights on, including us. Cause we couldn't be oh. there. And I told Trish, you know, last year is kind of the opposite. And this year the streets were full. I felt so bad for the yeah, kids, that's too bad. you know, that's too bad. but anyway, it, 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 it's uh Hey, I love the t- this time of uh, year and I'm looking forward to today's yeah. show. Well, it sounds like you've got a good one. I mean, obviously, um, you know, I like it when we challenge our own preconceived notions a little bit. You know, uh, like you said, we've actually talked on previous shows uh, about, you know, hey, reminding our older listeners that your kids and grandkids might not want your stuff, right? <laughs> you think they're going to want your stuff, yes. but the problem is you can't take your stuff with you. And chances are your kids and grandkids might not want their stuff. But I'm excited to talk today. It sounds like what you're talking about is that, you know, some of the things that the younger folks in your family or even your own kids or their kids may in fact want that you might have. So how do you want to get the show started today? Well, interestingly enough, I read an article in AARP and let me tell you something, Tony, my wife, Tricia, I cannot believe this. She signed me up for AARP. <laughs> You're I, not old enough for I, AARP. I get, yes, I get <laughs> in the mail my membership, and I'm like, oh, look at this, Trish. And she started laughing, and she wanted the discounts. And well, so, sure, she wants the discounts. Uh, so, Today's show is fresh brought to you from an article I read in AARP. That's awesome. So 12 things, yes, 12 things your kids actually might want to inherit from you. And uh, I felt like this was really some useful information, and and I want to talk about it. So the article's first um, prized items that you need to be thinking about is all of those photos. Ah. You know, your kids and grandkids I'm sure they don't want dozens and dozens of photos of hundreds of snapshots of maybe Thanksgiving dinner with family picnics, just random shots. But chances are those meaningful shots, uh, pictures that you have, uh, you know, today it's all on the phone. But back in when we were growing up, um, you know, we we took pictures with actual cameras, not phones, right? Or boxes of photos or boxes of photos. And so. You know, go through those things and that 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 trip to Disney World for the first time or when the kids were really fascinated. You know, uh, it could be a a picture of a, you know, an old uh, Civil War picture of, of a family member or World War One or something. Sure. Let your kids and grandkids um, go through those. It, it'll be fun to have them over at the house yeah. and it'll be fun to reminisce and, and just let them do the pick. And I'm, I'm sure they're not going to want old uncle Lenny, you know, scooping up mashed potatoes in 1974 Thanksgiving, but <laughs> they might, they might find something of their grandmother or grandfather that they really want. Tony. Well, yeah. And that's, it's funny you mentioned that one because not that long ago, my mom and dad uh, had me down to their house uh, 
and uh, you know where I grew up, and uh, they're getting older and, and not doing as well as they used to, but they're starting to get rid of stuff or wonder what they're going to do with all their stuff. And they have a couple of old, I don't know what you'd call them, cabinet touches, uh, these uh, desks, fold-out desks, uh, and all the drawers full of pictures. So mm-hmm. uh, I'd bring them, I'd go down to the basement, uh, bring them up, and carry them up, and then I'd sit there and we'd go through them. And I had a trash bag beside me, and the ones I didn't want, and my mom and dad really didn't want to keep or think anyone would want we threw those away, and then I took basically most of the rest of them. My mom held onto it just a handful, but and I mean, we went through hundreds and hundreds of pictures, but we went through pretty quick, and we we had a good time doing it because we'd stop and laugh at something, or oh, I remember this, or I don't, who's this, right? So, and I mean, there were pictures going all the way back, you know, that my dad had or my mom had of great great grandparents, and uh, you know, in their army outfit, you know, the old style photos that look like they were, you know, etched in not a silver paper yeah. or something. You know, it's I mean really old photos, you know. So cool. that was fun and I think that's great and you know, uh, I love some of those old black and white photos of, you know, soldiers having their portraits taken in their new uniforms or, you know, uh my mom when she was little standing next to this huge workhorse that her grandfather had, it was a funny picture because the horse is humongous and she's tiny. And, you know, I, I'm sure anyone with family photos like that would want to hang on to some of those. So that is something your kids and grandkids might want or that you should save for your grandkids. But not all of them. <laughs> That's for sure. Not all of them. You know, I, I guess I got it from my mom. I keep everything. And then when I cleaned out the attic uh, oh boy. <laughs> at her home, it's like it kind of dawned on me you know, what are we going to do? But here I did. I boxed it all up. Well, this, this past weekend, that was some of the items that I went in the big, you know, trash bin. Yep. Cause honestly, there's pictures that I have no clue who they are oh, yeah. and can't. anybody that I'd ask has passed on. Yeah. So you know, what real good is it doing? But what, it's a great time. Awesome. You did that with your folks and it's a great time to to rekindle memories and yeah and so that's cool you know the next category that i want to talk about is kind of the knickknacks of a house yeah you know it's probably a little confusing because not it's not likely that you're going to find many takers for like that 78 piece uh elvis collection that my sister has of plates um, elvis that plates. might not be yeah. yeah that might not be everybody's taste but um, you know, there's certain knickknacks that are going to hold some value and it may hold more value than you realize for your kids and grandkids. You know, when I go to my grandma's house, granny's at granny, she had a little bitty plaque that talked about a fisherman lying about fishing. And, and my grandmother taught me how to mm-hmm. fish and that little cheap old plaque meant a lot to me. And it probably didn't mean anything to anybody else. And if I was my grandmother, she you know, I might not have realized. So while you're alive, allow your your kids and grandkids, if you're that mindset, say, hey, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start throwing away some stuff that no longer has meaning to me. And so what do you think about this? And just see what a you know, it it's just a a good time. Uh, to really connect again with kids, your grandkids and your kids. Um, and you may have a small piece of art um, that was collected and uh, maybe a grandkid would like that in their bedroom. Sure. And, and again, uh, Scott Standards, kid that I went to uh, grade school with and in high school. And Scott was, uh, I was the catcher on baseball and he was the pitcher. Well, in his room was Tony, the coolest piranha. It was a little stuffed piranha oh. that his folks had gotten on some exotic trip. Oh, wow. They went and, you know, it didn't mean a lot to them, but he wanted it and got it and he had it in his room and for a 12 year old boy, it fascinated. Oh me. yeah. You know, had the fish with teeth and you heard all the stories, how fast it go. So do that. Let your kids look at those knickknacks, things that you've gotten over the years in your travel that no longer has meaning for you. It sure might sparkle, you know, brighten up their eyes uh, put a sparkle in their eyes if they see it and, and are allowed to take it and put it in their bedroom. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. And that's a great example right there. I mean, you know, these are things that maybe somebody could hang up or display on a shelf and things like that might be especially valued because, you know, maybe your kid or grandkid doesn't have to find a place then 
have the room for it or, you know, in the basement or attic to store a bunch of boxes or big items. They just need to find a spot on the wall or on a shelf. And sometimes it's those little things uh, that can make a big difference. Uh, I really think that's true, Michael. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, some of those little things, bringing it back to to my financial world, is the fact that when we um, when we think about our grandkids and we think about our mm-hmm. kids, um, we need to think about, you know, what our wishes are. And maybe we've got four kids and one of them is not the best, you know, with money and maybe the other three are just great. Do you realize if you sit down with somebody like myself, um, on our team, we have, um, referrals we can give you for estate planning attorneys that we work closely with that work with our clients and we can help devise a plan for you to take care of that child or grandchild that maybe needs a little extra care. Maybe they're not going to be ready to inherit uh, $100,000 that you're going to give. And maybe you want to spell it out that when they reach certain ages, they can have so much money or they can enjoy the interest off the money until you feel like they're of an age that they can be responsible. Well, you know, proper planning is the key and tony knowing somebody that you trust that can give you a referral that is trustworthy hey that's a big deal and so whether it's that knickknack like my friend had from his grandparents and put in his bedroom of the fish or it's it's a serious inheritance uh, that you're giving that grandchild you can you can i say you can control it from the grave through a trust you can have it you know your wishes carried out so Keep that in mind that as, as this world is crazy as this world is, and I know if you're older and listening to me, um, it's not the norm that our country's thirty trillion in debt, and it's not the norm that um, uh, we're really you know you wouldn't know it if you look at our stock market. It, it's so high, and that gives me pause to think maybe it's time to you know before it starts raining to to know where the umbrella is and to, <laughs> and to have your house in order. So, um, Hey, let's, let's, let's talk about, um, uh, the next item and, and that's toys, man. That's something oh, that's fun. Yeah. You know, and it's near and dear to my heart. My little, uh, 13 year old asked me, and I'm not kidding. Asked me just a few weeks ago. He said, dad, what's, what's the favorite all time movie you had? And I, answered immediately and his grandfather was in the truck with me and it's so funny i said tom you go first and tom said star wars and i said star oh, wars wow. i was 10 years old 1977 when it came out i was 10 years old awesome and and so when you talk about toys well guess what those little figurines or action figures that i even have from the 70s and 80s um that really defined my childhood. I can look at that figurine and say, whoa, or maybe it's Barbie dolls that a, a, sure. somebody, a girl has growing up. Maybe it's a Davy Crockett toy from the fifties, yeah. whatever those items are today in your life. You're like, uh, oh, you know, I have, I'm not going to play with that or I don't want that. Your kids, it could be a great connection for your kids to relate to their kids because retro retro is cool. As you know, Tony, oh, yeah. it's, it's so funny how, you know, what goes around comes back around. Um, so anyway, think about those things, um, though that you probably may not want them at this point, but don't just toss them out. Use it again as a connection point with your kids and grandkids. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that that's, that's huge. And you know, um, if you want to see a 45 year old become eight again, hand them a couple of their <laughs> old star Wars toys, right. And watch the, <laughs> watch their eyes light up. I mean, that would be true for you and I, I love that stuff. I remember having those. I wish I still did wish I hadn't have, uh, you know, uh, played with them or lost them. Uh, so, uh, but, uh, but you know, I mean, it's just nostalgia and sometimes people love that stuff. So make sure that, you know, uh, what you have, and sometimes you can't take it with you, and it's better to see it uh, go to good use or see somebody enjoy it while you're still alive anyway. I think too many people just hang on and hang on, and then they're gone and think, oh, my family will have this when I'm done. Well, you don't want to leave them with a burden, and maybe they don't want the stuff, but there are things they will want, and why not figure that out beforehand, right? I think that's a key factor here to what we're talking about. 
and there's financial aspects to all this, and I know you're going to get into that too. Um, what's a, what's another thing that you think we need to uh, think about here? Well, before I go into that, when you were talking, I remembered how many figurines that I blew up as a kid with M80. If you're listening to me and you're close <laughs> to my age, you'll know what oh, an yeah. M80 I is. Know. Firecracker. They don't sell them anymore, I don't think. But uh, a lot of my great little figurines I wished I had today got blown to smithereens with that. So, hey, like many folks, some of the strongest memories we have, Tony, revolve around the holidays. And, you know, here we are, whether it's Independence Day, Halloween, which just passed, um, Thanksgiving, which I love that holiday, and Christmas. Um, according, accordingly, you know, you could think about maybe when you were a kid and your parents still have it, is that Christmas uh, tree topper. You know, whether it's an angel or whatever it is, maybe it's the carving knife that, that was used for all those Thanksgiving dinners. All of those things... Um, it, it could even be around my house. I'm sure my kids love some of the Halloween decorations that we put up each year. Um, it's, it's whatever those items are, just take time to, to think about maybe the kids or grandkids would want to take that off your hands before you throw it away or give it to goodwill. So just some food for thought, sure. anything around a holiday can have really special meaning. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important to understand. Uh, but you know what? We should probably take a quick break here, Michael. It, why don't you let our listeners know before we do how they can get a hold of you? Hey, if you want to give a call to and find out you know, more about financial planning, more about uh, setting up things for your kids and grandchildren, I just had a call this last week, Tony, um, that specifically uh, a grandfather really wanted to lay out uh, a plan for some grandchildren. And what he described to me, I just, it, it was a layup. You need a trust to do that. So we put him in touch with somebody that, that could do that. So you can reach me at 405-760-5863. Absolutely no obligation. We could set up a one-on-one -on -one appointment and, uh, and you, you could meet me and I'd give you my book and we could really um, go over some of the things that's on your mind. So again, reach me at 405-760-5863. All right. Thanks for that, Michael. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of The Bull and Bear Show and our host, Michael McGuire, right after this. When you lose a spouse, you are faced with a whirlwind of emotions and decisions. Finances are the last thing on your mind. At McGuire Capital... We focus on making life transitions easier. That is why we have put together a helpful guide that focuses on what women should do before they lose their spouse. Give us a call at 405-760-5863 or mcguirecap.com to get your copy. Life transitions are never easy, but we can help. Welcome back to the Bull and Bear Show. This is Michael McGuire, and I'm so glad you're with us. We're talking about a crazy show today. We're talking about things that you might have in your attic or basement that you want to take to Goodwill <laughs> and, uh, or you want to just throw in the dumpster. And before you do that, I want you to think about using it as an opportunity to get with your kids and your grandkids and to share some of your life and to share some memories and find out which of those items that would be better served going to that loved one than maybe going to a Goodwill store. So today's show has been fun. It's kind of different, uh, but it all ties in. You know, when you create a really good financial plan, it's not just about the money. It's not. It's about what has made your life significant. And it could be, we know memories are some things that are, you know, um, money really can't buy. Money can allow you to go do some things, but little bitty knickknacks from a vacation that you just hopped in the car and and took your young children on and just had a blast time of your life and their lives and and you've got some little little trinket from that trip you know that may not mean a hoot to anybody else but that kid that that brings back those memories it's huge and it's an opportunity for you to also um you know, reflect on life and reflect on what's important in life. And I think kids are, are very important, uh, for making a happy life and family and friends. And so, um, I would like you to visit with us at, at some point, 
um, about making a true financial plan. We can literally take your family from the cradle to the grave. We can talk about preparing for uh, your young kids' uh, college um, education or trade school education through setting up plans um, five to nine plans, plans that are going to allow them you to save back for them for their those expenses for higher education. We can talk about a young family getting a budget and getting on 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 track to start putting money back aside in Roth retirement plans or traditional retirement plans. We can talk about young people investing in cryptocurrency and talk about the different strategies of doing that. We can talk about individual stocks and mutual funds. And as we get older, the 401k that, that the, uh, your work provides you, we can sit down and go through those plans with you. We create 401ks for companies. So we're well-versed in all those choices of funds that are in there and lifestyle funds, a stable value funds that they offer. We can guide you into the uh, early years before retirement and how significant it is to really understand what you own during this time. Five-year window, Tony, before retirement, absolutely critical to truly understand what you own so that you don't get a surprise in your late 50s that you could easily have overcome in your 20s, but in your late 50s, you lose 20, 30, 40, 50% of your retirement because you didn't understand how much risk your portfolio had. That is not a good way to uh, enter retirement. No. So we want we want to plan with you those five years before, create a plan, a countdown, five, four, three, two, one, what exactly you need to be doing inside that portfolio. And then, you know, hallelujah, you've got the retirement check. You've got the retirement, you've got the 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 watch and and uh now what do you do? Well we're gonna help you plan out those golden years, those years that should be golden, those years that should allow you to have uh, lifetime streams of income that you cannot outlive and how to do that and prepare your portfolio to continue to have some growth so that when the cost of living goes up, that you're not scrambling like some of your friends are and some of your family members and worried about the fact that their price of their Medicare are not covered or their drugs or whatever, not covered under some type of plan. Uh, and then they're really worried about the price going up or worried about going to the grocery store. We want, we want to do that for you. So you reach us at 405-760-5863. We have fun on the show. I love what I do. I was asked, you know, during that little um, class that I taught, um, how long have you been doing it? I've been doing it 30 years wow. and I still enjoy it. That's so, the key right uh, there, right? It is the key, and that's what I—that's what I want for my kids. And luckily, my oldest, Jacob, is right here in the office with me and uh, runs his own book with his own clients, but uh, under McGuire Capital and has his own firm, and, and it just gives my my heart joy. That's the neat thing about working with the group that, that we've assembled that I've put together. Um, you know, truly, when you get one of us, you get kind of. Um, our, our think tank, we're, we're going to talk to each other about what's working, what's not working, and we're going to have fresh ideas. You know, years ago when I uh, uh, worked by myself for a while, that is a hard environment, Tony, because you've only got yourself to bounce ideas off of. Right. And it's, it's through the years I have, my Rolodex is full of very key people, um, from attorneys to, uh, uh, top insurance people to estate planning people to certified financial planners to uh, anything to do really uh, I'm a connector I love putting people together and I will put in my mind what somebody does and what they're good at and when I find out a client needs help in a certain area of their life I bet you that I have a connection for them, pretty much whatever it is. It's pretty crazy. But when you've been doing it as long as I have and, and you make friends and, and, and whether people are my clients or not, I, I love people. And uh, it's very important to have somebody in your life that can uh, 
you know, be a friend and not not look at you uh, wanting you to write a check to oh, them or, yeah. or you know, you, you want to really and truly have somebody. I have people call me up when they're buying cars and saying, hey, they're offering me, or homes, they're offering this interest rate and what do you think? You know, I don't get paid for that. I do that because they're my friend. They're my client and my friend. And I know when I have somebody asking me for advice like that, I had a uh, today, just about two hours ago, I have a decamillionaire client, a guy is worth a lot of money, and it does my heart good. He called me up and he said, Mike, you're really the only one I trust to bounce these ideas off of, oh, wow. and I need to know what your your opinion is. And you know, when I hung up from that call, I said, you know what, Mike, you are in the right calling. You're doing the right yeah, thing. Yeah, I know you love people. helping people. And yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Okay, back to the show. Let me, I, I get on a tangent, Tony, and I get to oh, talk. Oh, no, that's, so, that's fine. So- uh, we're talking about uh, things that your kids might actually want to inherit, your kids or grandkids. So uh, what's another one that we might not think of? Well, it's grandma's recipes, oh, man. Yeah. It is a, I have my mom's recipes, uh, several of them, and they're just on, you know, little Rolodex yeah. cards. Uh, but whether it, it's super cool if like several of my moms where they've actually, you know, love mom, they've said they've, they've done something on purpose and, and put it in there. And man, I had a friend that had the most unique idea. They took a cutting board and I don't know the correct term, but basically they took from their grandmother, a recipe that she had signed and they had that somehow imprinted on that cutting well, board. It they was, shellacked it, was, it on or something. Yeah, right? I, that, yeah, yeah, and and very That's cool, cool yeah. very neat, can be in the kitchen displayed. So you know, grandma's recipe, believe it or not, might be of a lot of interest yeah. for your kids or grandkids. So um, don't go out and throw away those things, for goodness sakes. I know you know how to make gravy, but but maybe your grandkids don't exactly know how grandma makes gravy, and. Uh, write that down and if you hadn't done it go ahead and do it and sign love grandma and or grandpa and and do that i think it's so important you know life is love and its connections and we show love many ways um you can show love by thoughtfully planning and that's what we come involved but you can show love by as simple as as a recipe on a on a little piece of paper that you sign so consider those things tony yeah yeah, that's well. That's something to consider. I I don't know that I've ever eaten anything as good as my grandma Whelan's apple pie. It was the I mean any of her pies. She made a lot of different kinds of pie. I like the apple, but amazing. And it's amazing how many of us have memories of uh, you know grandparents that revolve around food, probably especially yes. our grandmas out there. And but you know I am curious about one thing, Michael. Where does furniture fit into today's show? I mean, <laughs> I mean, on the one hand, furniture's you know it's big, it fills up a lot of space, which potentially I would say makes it something your kids and grandkids won't want to bother with. But on the other hand, a quality furniture that lasts, especially older, well-made furniture, is expensive or might be worth something, which, you know, might make it something the younger folks want. Yeah. What does it say about furniture? Hey, that's a, it is a tricky one, Tony. You know, furniture is mentioned in the article and that AARP article notes that while younger people, um, probably don't have an interest in that big old sofa you have your smaller and timeless pieces of furniture will probably have a pretty big appeal to them. So I'll give you an example. A rocking chair. I have a family member that has a rocking chair chair, and everybody in the family wanted that. You know why? It's simple. It's elegant. It's timeless. And you can put it just about anywhere. So those, those furniture items that are not the gigantic or the out of date floral print, you know, from the, from the eighties, um, those smaller pieces in tables, uh, you know, coffee tables, things that, that you might be surprised um, how your kids might want that. And if you're downsizing, uh, what a great thing to pass on and, and they'll remember memories of being in your house using those things. So, um, I think, uh, what we need to, to keep in mind is if in doubt, do not throw it out. And so that, that, uh, all that furniture, even that bulk, bulky couch, maybe give them a chance to, to see if they want it. So, yeah. 
There you go. Well, and that's that. That's interesting. I mean, obviously, for a lot of folks out there, Michael, I think the reality is is that as we settle into retirement and begin that downsizing process, uh, we're just going to have to let some things go that we maybe hope to hang on to. But I, I just think that it it feels good to actually whittle it down and kind of uh, purge your collection, so to speak, and. Remember, I think retirement's about freedom and experiences. It's not about holding on to all that stuff that you don't need or use. Uh, it's more about experiences, freedom, relationships. So either give it away or, or downsize and get rid of it. I, I think that's, uh, that's healthy and helpful, at least some stuff. Because again, you can't take it with you, right? Hey, I, t- I totally agree. There are no U-Haul trailers behind that hearse. <laughs> you know, they're, they're not. You know, <laughs> so it's t- it's time. You know, let go, but do it in a thoughtful way. And uh, you know, for many of us, records were primary the way that we enjoyed music. It certainly was me growing up. And uh, in the '80s, you know, vinyl started to give way to what cassettes, Tony. And then in the '90s, those cassette tapes kind of went away. We were doing CDs at that point. And now today, we're doing what? We're streaming it. You know, nobody goes and buys CDs anymore. So, um, but it's undeniable that the popularity of music still exists. And believe it or not, there is a movement going on to listen to vinyl again. You know, it's kind of cool to be retro. Oh yeah. So uh, up in that attic, you might have <laughs> a bunch of a bunch of vinyl, and uh, before you toss it out, um, you know, it, it, believe it or not, you you might really make a grandkid very happy. Well, you'd make me happy, so, and I know I, I you know I, I know you've got a, you've got a long experience with radio, right? Well, and records. records, yeah, I yeah I worked in radio, and then I've I've been collecting albums since I was in junior high. So I'm a big vinyl junkie, as I call it. Uh, oh, cool! I love records. I've got you know thousands of records and CDs. Uh, I'm a huge collector. That's kind of my hobby, and so. Uh, a whole room in my house dedicated to it, uh, much to my wife's dismay. So, uh, but <laughs> they take up the problem with records is you get too many of them. They take up a lot of space, but they've really come back in popularity. Um, my two oldest who are, you know, 19 and 22, they're both into vinyl now and have record players. So I, I think you could How make cool. your kids, you could make your kids or grandkids very happy, happy. Uh, don't be throwing away things like comic books, Star Wars figures, or vinyl without checking because they either A, might be worth a lot, or B, somebody might want them. So uh, unless they're not in really, if they're really in bad condition, uh, then no, uh, they're not worth hanging on to. But if they're in decent condition or better, uh, you can now vinyl's worth a lot if it's in good condition. I mean, seriously, like... Um Give us an example of uh, different prices sure, from the low, low sure, end to the high sure. end. Sure, there are some records from even the 80s that, you know, sometimes somebody will find one shrink-wrapped or that's hardly been played, and those records can be worth anywhere from $30 all the way up to $500. Um, wow. It depends on the record and the artist and how many were made and where it's from and if it's still out there. Just certain records are harder to find. And so I know that, um, and and records, uh, there's a period where they weren't making records for a lot of releases. Um, At the end of the 1980s, beginning of the 1990s, um, they kind of, they made very few records. And then some releases they didn't release on record at all because they just released them on CD and cassette. And then that went on into the 2000s until vinyl started coming back. So... If you have a release that's in that 90s period where they either weren't making many, uh, hardly at all, just over in Europe or or none, uh, like the, the band Blind Melon had a hit. It may yeah. have heard of that, yeah. a 90s band, Blind yeah. Melon. Uh, that record, uh, a, the cheap, if you have one in decent condition, if you find that on vinyl, um, I saw a vinyl auction online. There's all sorts of vinyl auctions online, and the starting bid was 250 bucks for that. So, and wow. you think Blind Melon, but uh, they had that one big hit. But uh, it's the that little girl dresses a bee on the cover. That that record's worth a lot of money. So 
And, of course, obviously, if you have original uh, issue, the original issue of certain Beatles records, the problem is everybody thinks they do, but, you know, they, they kept releasing them every year, and so the original is only the initial pressing. If you have original pressing, that's one, and it's in good condition, that's worth a lot of money. Uh, and collectors know because there's little uh, numbers etched into the vinyl along the center ring, uh, and numbers and letters. So uh, they can tell what pressing plan it was pressed at. They can tell which pressing it was from. So those things make a difference. It's crazy for collectors, but they do. So it, that's so yeah. cool. That is so yeah, cool. interesting, huh? Yeah, very. So so I know that you know. Um, you know, uh, what about uh, tools? I bet are another thing, though. Like, uh, like my dad has a lot of tools and workshop stuff. I bet that's something you just don't want to throw away. That a lot of family members might be happy to have, right? Absolutely. And tools, Tony, were kind of timeless. You know, um, a wrench from the '60s still works today. Yeah, that's true. And, that's true. And and it was expensive in the '60s, yeah. and it's expensive today. So uh, Trisha's grandfather passed away, and everybody kind of went through and picked through everything, and then they allowed some of the grandkids to to do it. The kids all went through, and and um, you know I'm going through with Trisha, and there is a, a you know a bunch of uh, tools that nobody wanted. And I'm like, uh, Trisha, pick that, pick that, pick that right now, pick that <laughs> because you've always got a reason to need tools always. And what a great teachable moment. Um, I can go right now in my garage and pull out some tools and show Jacob or Beck, my two boys or Bree, my daughter, um, you know, I got this for this reason. And, uh, I, I can tell you, I've got one because the, the toilet overflowed and I had problems and, and I needed, I needed it. And, uh, uh, there's different things that's happened, uh, that you can pick up a book and you can grab the right tools or today you just go to YouTube and save yourself that bill and 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 literally in one or two times by buying what you need um, you're going to save yourself hundreds of dollars maybe thousands over your lifetime if you can do it yourself so absolutely um tools are important and just like the physical tools that we're talking about from pliers to ranches to wire cutters to to uh, uh, anything in your toolbox the same thing's true with an advisor you need an advisor that has all the tools if you go to one of these guys or gals that all they know is fixed index annuities well guess what guess what they're going to sell you a fixed index annuity and even though I love them and I think that they are they are the perfect tool in certain situations but if you're coming and seeing me in your 20s you need growth not all that safety and guaranteed stuff you need some growth as you get older that safety and guaranteed stuff becomes very valuable you know if you're you're, you're that five years out from retirement it's time to put put some things away that uh, you cannot lose money. You can only go up, uh, that you get a reasonable rate of return, and you can never go down because the market will. That has a place. But just like your toolbox, your financial advisor needs to have all the tools because in this life, we are going to be at different stages in life, and we're going to need different tools uh, for what's in front of us. So, I hope that makes sense. I know it it makes great sense for you if you're listening to me to be with somebody that you can trust and be with somebody that has um that that has um <laughs> integrity but but you need to be with somebody that is a registered they're an investment advisor that has a fiduciary responsibility to do the right thing for you um you know be aware that um you know people that only earn commissions be aware that they're they're making a commission off of you and be aware what fees you pay when you go to a fiduciary that that is getting paid for their their advice to you um i've I've spent most of my career um 
or at over half my career as a commissioned stockbroker because that's what everybody was back then. And then when we found out, you know, exactly, and I found out that a, an advisor, a fee-only advisor, um, that they really work for you, the client. They really work for you, whereas a stockbroker is really working for the firm that they're they're at. And I can tell you, because from experience, because I've done both, and I work for my client. I, I work for you, and I, I have every tool available that there is available. I have it in my toolbox, and when I sit down with you, and uh, to do that, it just takes a phone call. It's four zero five. Seven six zero five eight six three. I I cannot stand a high pressure salesperson. Cannot do it. So that's not what you're going to get with me. You're going to get somebody that that you're going to end up liking, and that you're going to end up trusting, and that you're going to see that that wants to be there for you, not for the short term, but for the long term. And I built a firm with really good people. I built a firm with really the resources and the tools and that toolbox that we need, whether it's estate planning, whether it's social security maximization, um, you know, whether it's Medicare, whether you're looking at long-term care for uh, a family member um, and you've realized that, man, maybe I should price long-term care, whether it's life insurance, whether it's individual stocks, what you need for your spot in life right now, we can help you. So reach out to me, 405-760-5863. And Tony, I just I, I love that you brought up tools because it so applies in both uh, inheriting and also oh, yeah. financial planning. Well, yeah, there you go. That's perfect. A great analogy and a great way to work out, um, uh, you know, work in how it relates to the financial world. And uh, we do yeah. know, need those financial tools as well. And you've got a lot of them in your toolbox, uh, really access to all. Uh, and that's what's amazing. Now, uh, before we go, uh, let's talk just a little bit in our last few minutes here. Uh, about stuff we've talked about stuff that you know your kids or grandkids might actually want that you have uh mm -hmm. there's sure to be plenty they don't uh but that's okay uh but there's also probably some stuff you have that's worth a lot of money or might be worth some money that you don't want to just throw away take to goodwill or uh give away willy-nilly uh and uh you know we've touched on it a little bit. We talked about the value of some uh, vinyl records, uh, how, the value they can offer. Uh, but there are other collectibles that might be worth money. Now, there a lot of people think that they have valuable collectibles that are worth money <laughs> that aren't. <laughs> that's, yes. the, that's the most common. In fact, um, you know, during COVID, a lot of people started buying and selling collectibles. And, uh, you know, I've talked to some antique dealers, those plate collections that your great grandmother had, yes, or those yes. uh, plates they aren't worth as much money as you think, uh, probably. No, and no. the records that your parents had, they're probably scratched and the covers are tattered. Uh, or if you read your comic books until they fell apart, right, they're probably not uh, worth a lot. But if things are in really good condition, like comic books, baseball cards, there's a bunch of stuff like that, isn't there? Oh, there's tons of stuff like that. And I think that it just takes a, uh, uh, you know, a, a an eye for looking looking for those things that um that you know you know they have value but you also want to share that with the kids and grandkids so that something does happen to you maybe you're not ready to give it to them right now but they realize that 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 little figurine actually has some value and um because I, I promise you there's been so many things probably tossed out through the years that that kids had no idea you know it, it wasn't part of their their will set that they understood so yeah i uh i know that there's uh there's some collectibles that just have a, a crazy value you don't know and the antique roadshow remember when that first came out that was really fascinating to me i have right now and i'm die to get it to the antique roadshow um if they'd come through here and i know about it um my father purchased a, la a horse and buggy lap blanket, uh, basically, 
that now you gotta realize my dad died in 1975 he was born in 1917 wow and yeah he'd be well over 100 years old today wow and um he had me way late in life but he got that as a young man uh back in the amish country i think pennsylvania and uh had purchased it as a young man off of an older man and I, my mom has always told me, dad always said it was over 200 years old. And I believe it because I'm 55 now. And you know, so, um, sure. I, what is that worth? I would love to know. And and I could see my younger kids on something like that. Like, ah, it's a very scratchy blanket. You know, I have it hanging up in my office. Sure. So maybe they'd know it has some meaning to me, but, but yeah. you know, Hey, there, there, there's actually, um, I have clients that have, um, Back in the day, sports, you know, uh, baseball cards blew up and went crazy in the 90s. And I remember I started my career in the 90s. And I remember a client that sold cards for hundreds of dollars. And they had thousands of cards. Now, some of them were worth a dollar and some. But they ended up getting almost 75000 for this collection. And uh, so just realize that um, sometimes being a hoarder and not throwing things away is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, it it can be a good thing and that's what we have to keep in mind. So that's that's really important and I think this has been a great discussion. I think it's really important to let our listeners know that hey, some of the stuff you have, uh your kids or grandkids might want and some of it might be worth some money. But, you know, I think the tendency is to think everything we have they're going to want everything we've got because it means so much to us. And that's not always the case or everything we have is going to be worth money. It's not. So, uh, if you come to that realization and let the kids before you go, you know, pick out what they want or what the grandkids might want that you have, uh, and share with them some photos and stories and see what they want and let them take what they want. And if they don't want it, they don't want it. So, uh, then you can either sell it or, or give it away to somebody who does want it. And I think that's really important. Absolutely important. Yeah. Extremely important. So we should wrap up the show. I think we're almost out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we go today? Go to go to my website, mcguirecap.com. So that's mcguirecap.com. And uh, call me during today's show, after today's show, next week. Give me a call and let's sit down either on the phone in the beginning and set up a one-on-one appointment, no obligation, 405-760-5863. Go through that attic, go through those uh, closets and use that as an excuse to call up the kids. And, you know, we got a holiday coming up, two of them, Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas. So if they come over, you know, also use it as a, uh, as a uh, reminder of what's important in life. So, um, Let's let's me and you talk when you give me a call and we'll start a financial plan with you no matter where you are. We can help your grandkids also. We can help your kids. So call us at 405-760-5863. All right, and that does it for today's episode of The Bull and Bear Show with our host, Michael McGuire. Thank you for listening to The Bull and Bear Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael McGuire at McGuire Retirement Solutions. Call 405-760-5863 or visit them online at mcguirecap.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by McGuire Capital Management, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oklahoma. Michael McGuire and McGuire Capital Management are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.